Sonic. Sonic. Uh, I wanna fly like no, an eagle. No, dude, you don't need to freaking do oh, no, the same song again? again. No. To the sea. It's uh, September twenty second. Oh. Two thousand twenty. Do you remember, dude, the twenty first of September? Nope, bro? that uh, it already passed. Ah, uh, yeah. Say, do you remember? Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably, dude. This is gonna be a long night. Dude. It is, this man. You already done talk. that like six times before we even it, started. <sighs> I Say mean, it's already remember. like nine nine twenty. Say, PM. do you remember? Ah, uh, yeah. That's Earth, Wind, and Fire. The song September. For those uncultured swines who don't know, <laughs> you're back at it again, dude. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready. Uh, you're on one this week. No more, Mister Nice Guy. You oh. hear me? Well, none of us ever uh, saw you as that anyway. So. Wow, dude! <laughs> Everybody sees me as you know what, dude? I'm done. Guys. <laughs> Oh my gosh! God made you special, and He loves you very much. Goodbye. <laughs> I'm done, dude. I'm done with dude, this. Dude, just gather your thoughts, okay, and then just do whatever you want to with them, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because because that's worked before, you could- <laughs> right? Because that's because that's a thing that's worked before. <laughs> it's never steered me wrong before, it's friends. Never steered me wrong. <laughs> I'm done. Uh, bro. Uh, hashtag Team 40 Burgers. Hashtag came Team 40 Burgers, bro. Play, bro. But dude, my voice cracked just now. Hashtag Team 40 Burger. Let's go. Boy. Dude. Uh, freaking John was like, are you going to talk about the 40 Burger? I was like, of course I am, dude. Of course, dude. I predicted it. Hashtag Team 40 Burger. We have to score 40 That's for us to win. the only way you can win, bro. We have to score 40. Our defense sucks straight up nasty, sweaty booty cheeks. <laughs> Like worse than Drew. Worse, like worse than, than Drew's pitching. Worse than Drew's pitching. That's how bad they suck. And so the Dallas Cowboys are going to have to put up 40 burgers every game for Bro. us to win. And clearly the point was proven when we didn't put up 40 in the game against the Rams. Yeah. But we come back and we put up a 40 burger against Atlanta. What happens? You win by one. We take that dub. One whole point, bro. We take that dub. Listen, dude. We take I that was- dub. I was rooting for you guys. You were elated. Yeah, dude, sure. you came out 29 to 10 after halftime, and I was like, this lead is not safe. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, like honestly, dude. Like, dude, I started watching the game, and I was like, this lead's not safe, bro. Like, and honest- then they all scored that first touchdown. I was like, let's go. Look, honestly, Atlanta should have won. Of course I mean, they should have won. They also should have won Super Bowl 50. Let's just be realistic. Atlanta should have won here, people. Like, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Yeah, but let's be uh, literal right now. They didn't win. You know what? Because they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. <laughs> <laughs> Look, they are who we thought they were. Dude. And, uh, yeah. Did you see the stat that I put on Facebook the other day? I might have. Dude, was like I saw a lot of stats and jokes the, about The Falcons this. scored 39 points and had zero turnovers. In the history of the NFL. Oh, like 1939. Uh, since 19, 1939, yeah. teams that scored 39 points and had zero turnovers were 440 and 0. God dang And now dude. it's 441. Oh boy. The Falcons making history. Atlanta sucks. Screaming Atlanta chickens, bro. Atlanta sucks. Dude, look. Uh, Stephen A. was all like, hmm, of no disrespect, 
but Atlanta has to be the dumbest team. <laughs> that onside kick, dude. Why are you watching it? Because why it was are you watching like a helicopter, dribble, bro? dude? That Pete ten Pablo yard is going to come look, out and be like North Carolina. Look, that ten yard uh, rule doesn't apply to the receiving to team. the receiving team. It it applies to the kicking team. Yeah. Why they thought? <laughs> look, I know, and uh, they had Keyshawn Johnson on on first yeah. take. I think it was Monday or Tuesday, but they uh, today's Tuesday, so it was Monday. They had Keyshawn on, mm-hmm. and, and Keyshawn's like the only logical explanation <laughs> is that they were wanting it to go out of bounds. What? What? Here's the actual logical explanation, bro. Is it Zorline the Chels kicker now? Is that his name? Yeah, his, he uh, uh, Legatron. Legatron. <laughs> Is that his nickname, dude? I don't know. That's credit to Drew for sure. He's the one that always calls him that. <laughs> Legatron. That's Legatron, awesome. boy. Uh, Legatron. What credit he did was he kicked it in that little uh, that helicopter fashion, and he hypnotized the team into uh, allowing them to just jump on it. I'd never ever seen a, a kick like that before. I'm not saying he just that- la- laid the ball on his side, and they were like, "What is he doing?" And then he kicked it, and they were like. We will let them have this. I'm not saying that they did or did not do that, <laughs> nor did they allow or did not allow such things to happen, but they were uh, in a bro, trance. Bro, some dude lost $35,000 on that game because he bet the Falcons with seven minutes to play when they were up by 12 or whatever it All was. All that matters to me. Look, look, <laughs> it was a good day. The Cowboys got their first dub. Mike McCarthy got his first dub. Congratulations, Let's go. coach. Yeah, congratulations. Um, as a cowboy, but also, I got twenty some points uh, from Calvin Ridley on fantasy. Oh, there you go. That's all that matters. Congratulations, dude! So my boys won, and Calvin Ridley got me like twenty some points. Well, that's awesome. It was a good day. I thank God today was a good day. That's a nice cute <laughs> song, by the way. Uh, yeah, I know my uh, yeah, no, dude. My Saints lost last night. What happened, dude? Michael Thomas, dude. He's our best player. I'm your best player. You are not. Yeah. Yes, I am, dude. <laughs> nope. Yep. Every skill inside my body reflects that I'm the best player. For for what? For everything. Like. But see, because you're not though. No, but for real though, like I am. Because you're like a five foot three. Uh... Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> Don't be lying to the listeners. What if my future wife is listening? Come on. <clears throat> okay, he's not five foot three. He's five I'm five foot, foot eight. Five foot eight. No, actually, I'm five foot nine. Barely, dude. Barely, but we'll go with the nine instead of the eight. Yeah, right, dude. But you know what they say? What? I don't know. I was hoping you would. How am I supposed to know, dude? I don't know, dude. No, uh, I forgot that we didn't have Michael Thomas. I thought he was hurt. I forgot that he was hurt. No, and I, so I was. I didn't watch the game because I was at a small group. Um, and then I was like, what is going on? Why are we? What, this is the Raiders, dude. What are we doing here? The Raiders. The Raiders. And then the Raiders. Uh, we made David Carr look like freaking Tom Brady 2005 or whatever. Like Joe Montana. Like Joe Montana. Uh. <laughs> did it work? No. No? Uh, well, I guess it did technically because the, Cause the Raiders yeah. won yet. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, nah, man, I don't know. I'm I'm already on my like let's give up on the season. <laughs> you know Look, how I do. We yeah. we lost our first game last year, and I was like, no, we're done. No, that's it. Get out of here. Y'all were like nine and one, and you're like, that's it. The season's yeah, over. It was no, no, no. We won the first game because we beat the Texans, and then we lost to Tampa Bay in the second week. And I was like, oh, all right, we're, we quit. I give up. 
I hate this team. It's stupid. Everything about this team. Everybody's dumb. Affects me. And then uh, we'll probably win like seven straight, and I'll be like, I never gave up one time. What is going on? I don't know. Oh, dude, I said serious. Oh, hey, serious. <laughs> oh, now you don't want to listen, you stupid <laughs> idiot. Dude, I don't. I haven't reset up my Hey Siri on my phone yet. I'm Siri from came when on, I, y'all. That's uh, why I started reset it back in July or whatever. There it is, dude. Look at this. <laughs> my phone just went off. Hey, that's because you said Hey Siri, dude. Hey Siri, shut up, you idiot. <laughs> Stop talking to her, dude. All right, dude. I'll, I'll stop talking to her. All right. Because I have the best thing in front of me right now, bro. Oh, dude. Hey, let's go, bro. I'm blushing over here, hey, Dude, you are. <laughs> <laughs> I can see you and all our fans that are here. Oh. oh. <laughs> all the fans that we allow to watch this this televised program. They watch this. it live every week, They watch bro. it live every week. From the comfort of their homes. From the comfort of their own homes. And their ear holes. And, and their ear canals. <laughs> Uh, yeah, dude. It was a good weekend. Oh yeah, yeah, man. The Cowboys beat the Falcons. Oh okay. What else is better than that? Than the Falcons lose? Well, I guess the Saints would have won, but the Falcons lost. But technically, that was already the weekday, not the weekend. That was that was Sunday night or Sunday afternoon. No, 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 no. The the Saints losing. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. That was a weekday. Listen, dude. Okay. The weekend isn't over until Monday Night Football. No, no. In football terms, yeah. What other terms are there? Monday is literally your weekend. Monday is my weekend. That's right, because I have it off. Yeah. <laughs> Boy. Dude, I didn't know what to do with myself yesterday, dude. Did you just sleep in or what? Okay, look, this was my Monday. All Did right? you wake up and take a big old poop? Yes. But <laughs> then after that, I hit the gym, right? Okay. I went to go work out because I got a membership for the gym here in town. Nice. So I'm going every day now. And I went to the gym Monday, like around 9-ish, 8.30-ish, okay. 9-ish. Mm-hmm. Left. Uh, went to the nutrition spot here in town. Where's that at? It's over there across the park over yonder. <laughs> so. Is it over by Joe's Restaurant? Yeah. Okay. Caddy Corner to it. Okay, sick. It's next to the city hall. For those of you who are watching this live, I'm doing hand <laughs> gestures. With my hands. I mean, because that's what hand gestures uh, mean. That. <laughs> <laughs> In theory, you are correct. <laughs> I mean, yes. <laughs> but, and so, um, I got the nutrition stuff. I came home, showered, right? Because I was smelling like sweat and booty. Yeah. Right? And then I decided to lay down on the couch and watch Saving Private Ryan. Okay. And then... Uh, that's when I posted those videos of those uh, sniper shots. Did you, did you see those? I didn't see that, no. Wow, dude, because you hate me, bro. Well, you obviously, dude. Did you me, tag dude. me in it or not? No, dude, but you should see it. It's on my story, bro. It's on your story? Yeah, it, or it was. It's probably erased On what, now. Instagram or where? Yeah, no, dude, on Snapper Chats. Dude, I'm never on Snapchat, bro. Wow, gay. Hey, gay, gay, gay. Oh, shoot, I almost moved. Yeah. Well, I did move my entire kitchen. That's what happens, stupid. Anyways, hey, words hurt. Anyways, <laughs> and so I did that, and then I went ahead and uh, like almost like got bored with that show, so I went and on my phone and was watching chiropractic videos as the movie was still playing, and then like I moved from like the couch, and then I like no. Wait, which movie were you watching? 
Saving Private Ryan. Okay, I got you now. And so I went ahead and, and like, I kind of rolled my, like, slid myself off the couch and then just laid on the floor. Uh And and then, like, the next thing I know, I get up to poop again. And then all of a sudden, I hear (laughs) Alex, like, this guy left the living room an entire mess. Yeah. And then I'm like, all right. And so I get up. I'm still here, though. I'm still here, though. (laughs) And so I get up and he's already cleaned everything. I was like, what are you doing? He's like, you left a mess. I was like, I was going to lay back down on the ground. Why'd you pick up my pillows? <laughs> oh. Oh, well, go ahead and throw them back on the floor. No, you already ruined it. You already cleaned up the living room. Why am I going to? I was literally laying down. Why am I going to come mess it up again? Why am I going to mess it up again? I don't clean up after you, which I don't. That's true. Yeah, my brother has like OCD times 10. And like these little creatures in his head take over and just start cleaning. Little creatures. Yeah, dude, the OCD creatures. <laughs> That Ooh. wasn't a joke on anybody who actually suffers with that. No, I mean, you know, who really suffers with OCD. Yeah. But there's little creatures in your heads that really take <laughs> care of that kind of stuff for you. I know I don't have those things. You don't have those things? Nope. You don't have creatures in your head? I have creatures when it comes to music. That is 100% true. Other than that, I don't I could care less about anything else. Yeah, dude. You mess something up when Israel's leading worship, he will uh, chastise you and throw things at your face. Or if it's a project, if it's a project of mine that I'm doing, I'll take serious. Yeah. Or if it's a job. But like if it's something that, you know. How come you never take loving me serious? I do. Yeah, right. (laughs) How many times have I tried to invite you to a game with me the last three weekends, two weekends? And each time you're all like, um... You see, I would, but I hate you, so I'm not going to go. I seem to remember this one time when you were like, hey, I'm going to go to the game in Friona and then mysteriously show up at the Hereford game. I remember that one time where... Without even telling me you were going to even be there. I remember where... Did you knew this or not? (laughs) Did I knew this, dude? (laughs) Shut up, dude. Did you or not? (laughs) Look, I remember (laughs) that I had told you, because I thought AJ was going to choose to go to Clovis. I'm going to Friona. And then you showed up in Hereford, which is, uh, by all accounts on a map, not Friona, dude. I showed up to Free Hirona, dude. Get out, dude. All right, dude. (laughs) (laughs) See you later. Remember, God made you special and he loves you very much. But, no, that day, um, it was AJ's fault. Okay. Because I was expecting him to either do something else or go to Clovis or want well, to go to Clovis. Either way. And then AJ was all like, it's like, dude, like that guy, whenever he sees, uh, uh, like for sure any of the Woods family, that guy like becomes blind to everything and just yeah, is like. It's because oh, that's man. his people, bro. That is his people. I mean, they're my people too, but but like. Yeah. <laughs> like what, dude? All I can think of is like. Dave Chappelle's stand-up comedy about Michael Jackson, right? Where he's all like, he's all like, I wouldn't break a meeting to meet him. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> They're talking about meeting Michael. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, I wouldn't break an appointment to meet him. How about that? <laughs> That's how I feel about this whole thing. Oh, man. No, no, no. The, the Woods are a good family. I love them. Dude, they're awesome. Shout They're out. awesome. Josh. To all the Woods. Shout out Nicole. Shout out Hannah. Shout out Layton. Shout out Hudson. Shout out Bubba. That's all of them that I know. Oh, uh, and the honorary one. Shout out Ely. She, she probably doesn't listen yeah, to this, Ely. but... Shout out Ely. I don't know. I mean, she, she probably doesn't even care. She probably doesn't. Uh, so went to a volleyball game tonight. How'd that go? It was great. Hey, Layton, good job on your dub, bro. Yeah, good job. On your dub, bro. 
and all the never mind. <laughs> I was gonna stutter way too hard. I stopped. No, we uh the 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 Hereford Lady White Faces beat the Canyon Eagleettes in five in five sets. Should have been three. We had match point in the third game and yeah. or the third set, however you say it. And they uh gave it up and then they lost the second one they lost the fourth set and then they came back storming back in the fifth set and just like boy. smoked them. But uh How got, good did they roll them up if they smoked them? Yeah, dude. <laughs> Wait, did you ask me a question? <laughs> yes, dude. How good did they roll them up? Oh, if they I smoked mean, them, dude. Pretty good, I, I guess. I wonder how a, an eagle cigarette. It tastes. was like a. It was like on scary movie, whatever. Whenever they roll shorty, uh, oh, his yeah. name shorty. I think so. I don't know. They roll him up in the sheet, and they burn his afro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> But uh, I got to the house and I was talking to my mom about it. And she was like, I need to go see a Friona game. I was like, well, they got beaten straight sets tonight. Yeah, <laughs> Who'd they play? Brownfield. Oh, okay. The Lady Cubs. Tubs? Cubs. Oh. I mean, that's, can, that's better than the Lady Tubs for sure. <laughs> I mean, I can understand why you you <laughs> thought that. Uh, But that <laughs> she was like, the last right. time. The last time that I went to a, a volleyball game, one of the funniest stories in the history of my mom's life happened. Okay. It was back when uh, she still had that silver HHR. Oh, yeah. And uh, you remember the story? <laughs> Let's go. No, but I remember the HHR. <laughs> Dude, she has this HHR. So she goes to the volleyball game and she leaves and she I, I think she left before Wait, it was over. Wait, I think it's the one I'm thinking yeah. of. <laughs> anyway, she... Okay, go ahead. <laughs> She leaves the game early, I think, because that's the only way that this could have played out the way yeah, that it did, is I mean, if she was, to. like, the first one out of the yeah, gym. Yeah, I mean, has to. So she, uh, she gets in her car, and she puts the key in the ignition, and it won't start. And she's like, well, what the heck? And she, like, looks around. She realizes, this isn't my car. <laughs> <laughs> and the uh, <laughs> the inside door handle was broken off on the driver's side, <laughs> so she couldn't open the door to get out, <laughs> and she couldn't get the window to roll down because the key wasn't the right key for the car. <laughs> so she had to uh, open crawl. the passenger side door, crawl across the console, <laughs> and hop out the other side. <laughs> She's like, I hope nobody thought I was trying to steal their car. <laughs> like, oh, I wish I could have been there for that crap, dude. Uh, that would have been great to see. Well, the last time that we went to Abilene, she started getting to somebody else's car. Oh, yeah. <laughs> at the dollar store in Sudan. Because <laughs> she went in to try and find uh, hearing aid batteries. Yeah. And uh, she comes out and she like beelines this other car. Yeah. And I was like. What? Oh what no, no! <laughs> and I start shouting like she's gonna hear me. Ah! The, like she's gonna hear me through the windshield, with the window. Uh, and she gets to the door and she starts to open and she's like, freaks out, closes the door, and then comes over to my car. And the guy <laughs> that was in the car next to us, he's like, he's laughing and I'm laughing. And then she gets in the car and she's like, oh man, he was scary because <laughs> he had like all these tattoos and yeah. his big old beard and all this stuff and all these piercings and whatnot. So my mom is like really good about getting in other people's cars for sure. That's good. 
So uh, if you ever see my mom in your car, it's probably because it looks like hers. <laughs> Stranger danger is not a thing for her. Nope. It's she, not. She accepts all and any. Or is all it any and any and all? strangers or dangers? Is it any and all? Any and all. Any and all. But she accepts. I mean, I guess you could say all and any. All and it. Well, I mean, if either you want. way. Either way. You do have the right to be an attorney. You do have the right to be an attorney <laughs> if you want to. Uh, but, yeah, dude, that's funny. Dude, yeah, it's no, the dude. first day of fall today. It is. It didn't feel like it, though. It was still like 100 billion degrees outside. It's like 85, dog. Yeah, for sure. But it was hot. I was sweating bullets. <laughs> Just get out there early in the morning. It's nice and chilly. It is. I mean, I do. All right, so, look, my workout schedule is this. Sorry, I thought it was a burp, but it, it went back inside my body. That's going to turn into a fart later. That's how it works. All of you stick around and find out. <laughs> so, um, because I'm off Saturday and um, Saturday and Monday, yeah, I go early in the morning, so I wait. I don't have to waste my day going like at three or something. I can right. just go at eight and then get it over with. I got have the rest of the day to do whatever I want with whoever I want, however I want. Tuesday, Wednesday, and Fridays, I can. Um, I might go in the mornings, like at six thirty. That's really early, dude. That's that. That's actually not as early as I would have had to go if I was like still at the shop. That's true. So, I get up at six thirty, get to the gym like around six forty, six forty-five, and then crush a workout, and I'm gone by like eight, eight fifteen. Nice. I'm in the shower. I'm out of the shower. Um, uh, ready to go to um to the office by like nine, so which is when we start the day. What a beast! Thursday though, it sucks because I have to go after, because I opened the coffee shop up with Trinan. You have to be there at seven thirty or whatever. Yeah, and so we're seven fifteen technically, but okay. So I don't wake up at the or I wake up at six thirty, but for that not to go work out. Yeah, because I'm not gonna wake up earlier to go. Right. Work out and then to the coffee shop. That's just that's just ain't what I do. That's just not how you roll. No, and so I you go work out. You get up at five thirty. Th- no, no. So Thursday, you could. I go no. <laughs> so Thursday, I go work out after church practice. Oh, okay. But so tomorrow, you're there late then. Yeah, like around like eight, eight fifteen. I get there. Oh, okay. To the gym. It's not that late then. No, and then on. Well, tomorrow, it's kind of ruining my schedule because tomorrow is see you at the pole. Oh, y'all are actually having see you at the pole? Well, yeah, they're doing it here, yeah. Oh, in the morning. Okay, I got you. I was thinking about a rally tomorrow night. Oh, are y'all doing a rally? <clears throat> no, dude. Because they hate y'all, dude? Um, I think it's about, like, the whole not knowing how to do things during COVID. Like, know. breathe? Basically. They don't know how to function in COVID. That's their thing. <laughs> so so tomorrow, no, we're not doing a rally. So tomorrow I have to go to the to the see you at the pole thing. Okay. And then so that means I have to work out after youth, which is like around eight, eight thirty. So I gotta be there. I'm gonna go late, which is gonna upset me. So it's ruining your whole entire schedule then. I mean, I'm not saying that it is, but it is. You told me all that just to tell me that you were there this morning and it was cool. Outside. Pretty much. <laughs> All the, I mean, we have to fill the hour and a half, and they must know what's going on here. They need to know your whole entire life, They need bro. to know my entire life. All 56 of it, bro. I mean, 
What dude, was I don't know, dude. God dang. Oh my gosh. Lately, dude, my voice has been cracking a lot, bro. I don't know what's wrong with me, man. I do not know what's wrong with me, awesome. bro. I have the voice like that of a of an angel. Can confirm. <laughs> I hate how you wait so long, dude. What, dude? <laughs> Why you pause so long, dude? Because I felt like it, bro. There was... Um, it's my life. Is is it now it, or never, It's dude? now or never, dude. <laughs> Are you not going to live forever? I ain't going to live forever. Might as well live while you're alive. That's, that's what I'm saying. Because it's your life. Yeah. Something about... A, my heart is like an open highway. Hey, there you go. I was like... <laughs> like, uh, like Frankie said, I did it my way. That's right. I just want to live while I'm alive. I just, I mean, it's my life, technically. Yeah. Bow, bow. Bow, bow. Bow, bow. Bow, this Bon Jovi. Week, uh, for those of you uncultured swines who for don't know. For you uncultured swines. Dude, the other, or, um, um, Sunday. Dude, Sunday, our set list was pretty good. Nice, dude. What'd yeah, play? we did, uh, we did All the Earth uh, with the tracks by Vertical Worship. I don't even know that one. Yeah, because you hate his goodness. <laughs> and then we did, uh, we did, uh, uh, famous for. I don't know that one either. Because you hate Torn Wells, dude. I do. He, but with the Spanish twist. I hate him with the Spanish twist? No, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you haven't heard the Spanish I'm version like, either. Screw Torn yeah. Wells, ole, bro. <laughs> ole, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's a, um, he does a song called Famous For, and he does it in Spanish too. Oh, okay. And so what I did is I mixed up the English and the Spanish together. Oh, sick! Did your uh, did your whole entire audience go go ham because you were singing in Spanish or what? I don't know. Everything was dark. I couldn't tell. Did you ask? I tried to, but I normally ask the people that I know are going to give me a yeah. That was awesome. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you know how you uh, only you know, yes men welcome here. <laughs> <laughs> you know how you have your uh, your oh that was awesome yeah people and then the you know what this could have been better. 100%. But church congregations, like, unless you're actually in the music department, really don't, like, it's really hard to pick out, like, what's what's classified as suckery and, what, and what's classified as good. Yeah. But when you try to talk to just a normal congregation member, they're just like, oh, it all sounded good. God was magnified. And that's not what I'm Lord. talking about. That's not what I'm talking about. It sucked booty cheeks, and I need to know if it did or not. That's true. But... They want to do their whole, as long as the Lord is magnified. Yeah, but you just said you seek out the people that are going to tell you it was great. So, Oh, well, yeah, for sure. And what you just said doesn't make any sense. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, we did Famous Four. Famous Four. <laughs> and then guess what um, Guess what song we did for worship, dude? Did y'all do uh, Holy is the Lord, Psalm 9, or whatever that song's called? What? Is that what it's called? Psalm 6, or uh, Isaiah 9? Yes, dude. Did you really? Isaiah 6, yeah. <laughs> Because we saw the Lord <laughs> seated on the throne, dude. It was all clothed in glory and whatnot. Exalted all up in them highs, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. And the train of his robe was all, hey. I'm all up in this temple, dude. <laughs> I'm all up in this temple, bro. <laughs> and then the angels were all around him, though, dude, for sure. And they were like, way, holy. Way, holy, way. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so stupid. And woe is me. Dude, I couldn't even tell you the songs we sang on Sunday morning. For I'm unclean. Uh, where were you this Sunday? I was at the Presbyterian this Sunday. Okay. And my eyes. Well. Were you preaching or leading worship? I preached, dude. Okay. I don't ever lead worship at the Presbyterian. Holy key. <laughs> uh, 
No, like uh, they do hymns and that's it. But they did do Amazing Grace and they sang Are all five you verses. In the blood, in the blood of they did the not land. do that one. They didn't do that one? No. They did a bunch that I'd never heard before and then they did Amazing Grace at the very end. It was great. Turn your eyes and then we upon had, uh, Jesus. We had lunch after church. Where did you have lunch at, Ann? At the church. Like in the... Uh, oh, the fellowship hall. Yeah, the fellowship hall. Like what? normally, so, like Baptist churches do fifth Sunday lunch. So like there's five Sundays in a month and you know you're having a potluck on that Sunday afternoon. No, oh, yeah, that's right. But apparently... There's this third Sunday, and they do it sporadically. It's not every month. Oh, okay. So it's just like, hey, let's do it this month because yeah. we feel like it. And then you're so, like, all right, bet I got you. And I found that out as we were standing there. She was like, and we're having lunch after the meal, or after the service. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to eat after we eat, boy. <laughs> I was like, I get to eat twice. Yeah, I get I get it, boy. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And uh, there was like 936 casseroles there. It was awesome. But uh, <laughs> turn your eyes upon so, Jesus. Uh, yesterday, I was um, I was reading a story in the uh, in the scriptures, and the things of earth will grow strange. Um, and it was in Second Chronicles. I think it's either eighteen or nineteen. But I was looking at the story in like chapter twenty. Is where were you freaking? <laughs> Sorry, dude. I'm trying to do that that thing where, like, you know how the piano guy plays as he's as the minister is speaking. That's what yeah. I'm doing for you, bro. Well, you're distracting. Wow, dude. <laughs> you sound like an actual pastor, dude. Forget you, dude. I'm not gonna play nothing for you, dude. That's what I've been trying to get this whole time, dude. Dear Jeff, I hate your stinking guts, dude. <laughs> you were the dude between <laughs> my toes, dude. <laughs> anyway, sorry, dude. Apparently, uh, you don't like metal. Of uh, never mind. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so I was trying to read the story about when uh, the King Jehoshaphat sends the worshipers in front of the army and then all those armies die or whatever. Yeah. But I was like, how did we get here? So I'm like, I know that whole story front to back, sideways and forwards and all that. Yeah. All but the I don't really know. Like, I didn't really know Jehoshaphat's story. So I was like, well, let's start at the beginning. And I go back and it starts in chapter 17. Well, the second Chronicles one starts in 17. I don't know where the one in King starts, but it starts somewhere. And, somewhere uh, there. But <laughs> he's a good king for the most part. He follows the statutes of the Lord and like does everything that he's supposed to. But he keeps doing, he also keeps doing things he's not supposed to. Yeah. So this is at the time that the kingdom is split and Judah is like favored by the Lord. But Israel has fallen in uh, sin. In sin, yes. Uh, out of favor with the Lord as well. I mean, and so potato, tomato. This it's was when uh, this is when Ahab was king of Israel and Jezebel was running the aha was running the country. And Jezebel, dude. And so yeah, Jezebel, dude. And uh, so anyway, Jehoshaphat makes a marriage covenant with Ahab. He marries his son off to Ahab's daughter, and like he wasn't supposed to do that. He was like specifically told like don't have anything to do with the northern kingdom. Like, don't have anything to do with Israel. Like, Judah is its own thing. You guys are favored by the Lord. And he was like, nah, but I'm going to, though. And so uh, he goes to hang out with Ahab and brings him, like, all these presents and whatnot. And Ahab, like, Ahab's like, since you was here, <laughs> do you want to go and defeat this army with me? <laughs> and Jehoshaphat's like, uh, 
maybe we should consult the Lord first before we do that. And Ahab's like, good idea. And so they call all these prophets together and there's 400 prophets that come. And they're all like, you guys are going to go and destroy this country. You're going to take them out. You're going, they're going to be delivered in your hand. Hey. And uh, so they're all saying that. And Josh Fett's like, pretty sure this is bull crap. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, Ahab, is there not anyone else? Like, is there not another prophet? <laughs> and Ahab goes like, well, there is but I hate him <laughs> because he only ever prophesies bad things against me. He never tells me what I want to hear. And he's like, we'll call him. But anyway, like I was reading that and uh, got to the, but I hate him part. And I was yeah. like, dude, I like the way that it read in my mind was like Pedro from, uh, from uh, Napoleon dynamite. Oh. He was like, Jess, there is one other, but I hate him. <laughs> <laughs> because he is always prophesying against me. <laughs> so then they call him and he comes and he's like, Hey, what do you think? And he's like, yeah, you're going to go and do the thing. You're going to, you're going to win. And he's like, tell me the truth. And he's like, you're going to die. <laughs> and the people of Israel are going to be like a sheep without a shepherd. <laughs> and then he's like, throw him in prison. Man. And then he dies in the battle. But all for the glory of his name. Right? All for the glory, well, of the Lord's name, yes, of not Ahab's name. No, yeah, no, no. Ahab dies. Uh, Real uh, hard. A very nice death. A very nice death. He gets shot in the uh, chest with an arrow. Oh. I thought you were going to say he was staring down the barrel of a forty-five. No, he was not. It's not what happened. Swimming through the ashes of another life. Nope. No real reason to nope. accept Staring down the barrel. Of dang it, dude. What, dude? I hate you, dude. No, you don't, dude. You hate the idea I'm of me. Pretty much. You're right. If there was an idea of me, you'd hate that sucker so bad, bro. Well, already there, buddy. Beat you to it. <laughs> <laughs> I got there about as quick as you saying bolt, bro. <laughs> uh, thanks, man. It's the least I could do. <laughs> Did you just answer yourself? Yes, dude. <laughs> this weekend, I forgot what little kid comes up to me. Yeah. Oh no, we were uh, uh, we were at the Friday night game. Oh, okay. Here in Freona, and who'd they play? Um, Dalhart. Dalhart. They got spanked, dude. By the Golden Wolves. Yeah, dude. It was like forty nine to twenty one. Oh snap! But anyways, not as bad as Hereford lost. No, well, I mean, Estacado's become a good school. Forty one to six. Anyway. And so we were going and. Uh, <laughs> Um, I got there a little late, and so I get to the stands. I sit with Trenton and Tasha and Pastor and them. Yeah. Well, Caden, Pastor's grandson, is right behind me. And I walk up. I say hi to everybody, and I was like, what's up, dude? And there's this little friend of his. Yeah. And he's like, hey, man, this guy hates you. <laughs> right? That's what Caden tells me. <laughs> and this kid is like, no, I don't. I didn't say that. Right? Like, he's freaking out. And I was all like, it's all right. Join the club. There's a long list, buddy. And I shook the little kid's hand, and I sat down. And then, uh, but yeah, I mean. Even little kids know to hate me, brother. It's true, dude. From the mouth of babes, brother. <laughs> there's, there's a long line. <sighs> it's okay. Y'all have t-shirts that y'all make every every third Saturday. Who told him about the t-shirts? No, it was me, dude. <laughs> I'm standing in the old line. Like, You're standing I'm, in the line? Yeah, dude, I'm standing in the line, too. Oh, okay, well. So I know these So things. long as you caught the vision, brother. I mean, we are a movement of vision, power, and purpose. Is that your church logo or motto, I mean? It was the old one. 
Somos una iglesia con poder, visión y propósito, ya. Yeah. Oh, at uh, Montesinaí. Yeah, Montesinaí. Vision, power, and purpose. Nice, dude. And so that's fancy, bro. I mean, it came from my dad's brain. It was his brainchild next to Dea. <laughs> what, dude? You just say absurd things sometimes, No, dude. I don't, dude. <laughs> Everything I say is wisdom from up above, dude. Revealed to us in levels of glory we've never seen before. From the Lord and all of his magistrates. From the dude. Lord and all his magistrates Every on high. Every single last one of them. There's one right there. <laughs> what? <laughs> I can't even make that joke now, dude. Come on, man. Of course you I'm laughing at it, dude. Come on, man. <laughs> uh, Dude, so... As as our listeners and our viewers, most of them know, I sweep the Walmart parking lot for trash in the mornings. That is true. You do it. And some days I get really angry about the things that I find in the parking lot. All all the time. Um, Not all the time, just sometimes. Oh, okay. Like, all of the people that smoke all their cigarettes and just, like, gather the cigarette butts and just dump them all in the parking lot at Walmart all at one time, because that's what it seems like every single day. There's a thousand of them. I don't but doubt it. They do that, for sure. That, uh... That's just kind of like how the how life works in Hereford, I guess. But yesterday I got so angry, bro, because I'm sweeping up all this trash. Yeah. And you know how like they have those trees in those little grassy areas with a curb around them or whatever in the yeah. parking lot? So sometimes there's trash in there, too. And I was like, oh, crap, there's like a pudding cup in here. And I sweep the pudding cup up, and then I'm like, that's really heavy. And I sweep it out. A freaking 100% full Capri Sun is just laying there, dude. <laughs> I was like, some idiot kid wasted an entire thing of Capri Suns here. <laughs> and by entire thing, I mean one packet. But still. Well, because he knew that you were going to pick it up. Dude, man. you don't waste Capri Suns. I can't drink that. It probably has the Rona on it, bro. It's all right, dude. You've been immune. You've eaten at uh, Lynn's Grand Buffet, bro. I have eaten the Lynn's Grand <laughs> But more important than I, a Dragon Buffet dragon, in, in Lubbock. The Red Dragon you've eaten there, too. So you're immune to the Rona, bro. Well, bro. The Rona ain't got nothing on you. I just, I've never been more upset in my entire life. That's literally not a, even close to true. But that's as mad as I got about anything yesterday, I think. I'm pretty sure. Makes sense. For the most part. So, hey, Hereford, Me no sé. stop throwing your freaking Capri Suns out the window while they're full of hey, Capri uh, Suns. Either drink them or put them back at the store where you found them, bro. Either drink them or let me know what you're going to do, and then I'll come pick them up from you. Either you drink and them. And then I can have Capri Sun. Either you drink them or give them to Jeff so that way he could have Capri Suns, bro. Yeah. Bro. And if you're not going to do it, well, then there's no point in you wasting your money. Yeah. Your kids shouldn't be having sugar anyways. Look at him. No. Probably 300 pounds since he's in second grade, dude. I mean, he's probably, well, I mean, I wasn't going to go there. He's like know? a little marshmallow man walking around. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't going to try to go there. Looks like the Michelin man. All right, keep going. That's fine. It's okay. I'm trying not to offend our viewers and listeners, but that's okay. I was he's like the, uh, he's like the, and he's just going to keep going. The monster that the, the Ghostbusters have to stop. Yep, there we go. <laughs> Look, but only he's in the second grade, though. If your child is a 300-pound second grader, we we do apologize. Hey, if your son's a 300-pound second grader, I'm pretty sure TLC will make a video, like a television show about him. <laughs> dude, so, they're uh, going to come out, dude. No, I don't <laughs> want no scrubs. A scrub is no, a guy not, that can't get no love from not me. Not the band, TLC. Hanging at the passenger side of his best friend's ride, trying to holler at me. Scrub the, is hey, a guy that hey, thinks he's fine. Not the freaking band, TLC. The channel, the learning channel. 
Oh, okay. That makes sense. That has like the My 600 Pound Life and My Strange Addiction. Dude, I'm pretty much close to that 600 Pound no, Life. No, you're not, you idiot. Yes. Wow, dude. <laughs> you literally started working out, dude. Yeah, I know, dude, but I was 600 pounds at the start of the week. No, you weren't. Mm-hmm. And now I'm down to 559. <laughs> Bam, boy, I lost a pound. I saw the Lord. One pound? Yeah. You also apparently lost your ability to do math. Seated on his throne. Why? Because you said you were 600 pounds. Yeah. And, I'm, and you went down to 559. Oh, fi- uh, 599. <laughs> uh, sorry, I was thinking of the clocks, dude. He was close. You know what? It's, it's, it, it's been a long night. Well. And by long night, I mean it's been a long night. To where it's like bed 37 and a half. Well, too bad. We got way too much we time to cover. We got in glory. <laughs> Dude, I freaking love that song, man. Yeah, it's a super good song. I was playing it the other week. Yeah. Like, while I was just sitting by myself. Because I love that little, uh, that intro on the guitar. That, and uh, the train of his road. Gabriel Allred plays. Feel. Dude, if that song doesn't, like, excite a church or something like that, or doesn't put you at the altar crying... Like you for sure have no heart. You just need the Lord in your heart. You need your, you need the Lord in all your hearts. Dude. In all His magistrates, those who are watching us live and those <laughs> who are, uh, who are listening to us tomorrow, if you haven't not heard that song, it's by Christ for the Nations. Christ for the Nations. You are holy, Isaiah six, and that song really puts into perspective who God is, which is pretty simple. He's holy. He is holy. Uh, fun fun fact, little known fact maybe, that's actually the second time that they tried to use that song for a recording. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah, you went to CFNI when yeah. they did those songs. Yeah, because on the Great Exchange album, no. It was either Upside Down or Great Exchange. It was one of the first two that Brian Ming did. He wanted to introduce that song and put it on the record, and then it didn't make it at the end. That makes sense. Um, and then Gabriel Allred came in and was like, we're going to make this awesome. Ooh. And then he did. He did. Yeah, for like, I don't know, five or six straight years, I went to the recording every year. And then I just didn't go back. Did we ever do that song at Trinity? Uh, Not on a Sunday morning, but we did it for a night of worship at some point. We should have done it for a Sunday morning, then. Probably we should have, but we didn't. I don't know why. Did we do it for a Sunday morning? I don't think so. I know we did it for that night of worship when, like, Eli and everybody came to play with us. <laughs> and it went ham. <laughs> Dude, in the middle of Shekinah Glory, we all stop and look at Eli like, what the oh heck? Oh, my gosh. He's going crazy. He did, like, this like like this 53-second solo that blew my entire mind with all my life, dude. The entirety of the life mind. I was like... Uh, <laughs> I was like, hey, what the heck is that guy doing? <laughs> well, he was getting it, man. Yeah. Uh, I love that song so much. Shekinah Glory by Corey Asbury. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, you are holy. We just said that. No, no, no. Shekinah Glory. We wait for you. <laughs> we wait for you to walk in the room. Here we are. I love Corey Asbury's voice in general, dude. Dude, if, his voice is good. If I can sing like him, I'd be satisfied with life. Would you? 
Nah, you're nah, you're right. I had a way to call my bluff. But I'd be one step closer, dude. One step closer, dude. Yeah, dude. Look, if I had Corey Asbury's voice, mm-hmm. if I was six uh six one. Yeah. If I had uh LeBron James skills in basketball, and if I had a girl, then I'd be satisfied with life. So what you're list. saying is there's literally no way for you to ever be satisfied <laughs> with life. <laughs> Aside from the girl part. <laughs> yes. Because everything else is not happening. Yeah, no. Unless I get knee surgery, dude. What's that going to allow you to be? Six even, probably. Knee surgery is not going to make you gain three inches. If I have, in no, height. plastic surgery, dude. If I if I get plastic surgery on my knees and get them to put, like, implants in my knees to make me grow. Clearly, I know it's a joke, people. I'm just trying to... Trying to go that mile. The green mile? Woe is me, for I'm unclean. Amen. For my eyes have seen <laughs> the holy king. My favorite version of that song will always be uh, where the Jesus Image Band does oh, yeah. the Alpha and Omega into that one. Oh, I need to see that. I've never seen that. You are Alpha and Omega. But yeah. We worship you. We give you <laughs> Yeah, that 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 jam goes hard. It does and, go hard. And then it like quiets down. Mm-hmm. We worship you, our Lord. Right? You are worthy to be praised. And he just kind of sits there in that note and then I saw the Lord. And you're like, oh, God. <laughs> Seated on his throne. <laughs> when you sent me that text earlier, when I was like, they're going into the fifth set, and you're like, oh, God, please, Lord. <laughs> you, you did it like that? <laughs> I don't know if everybody does it like that now, because like anytime something happens or anything, I'm always like, oh, God. Oh, God, please. Oh, God, no. It's just like the thing to do. I don't know, for me now. like because I've heard you do that multiple times. I was like, I started laughing. I was like, yes, bro. <laughs> Let's go. Exalted high. Um, in the train of his robe. So we did. Uh, I helped lead at Pray Amarillo on Saturday night. Yeah, how'd that go? It, it was good. And uh, so they do like an hour on Facebook, and then they cut the Facebook feed off. And then they went into prophetic ministry. For like 53 hours? Something like that. It was maybe like 45 minutes. Okay. But, <laughs> but <laughs> 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 So we're like, uh, they're just like, well, we're going to do prophetic ministry now, blah, blah, blah. And then um, Dina, who's the like the worship pastor, starts playing this this chord progression. I'm like, I recognize that, but I couldn't figure it out at first. And then finally, like right as she finished the end of the phrase, it was, um, you're worthy of it all. Yay. Let's go, bro. Like I start singing and I was like, all right, cool. This is great. And then it went to like, I went to the next octave and I was like, that was the very edge of my range. Uh It sounded probably like dookie britches, bro. You are worthy of it all. (laughs) 
But I, uh, I belted it out, brother. You were worthy of it all. For the glory of his name, brother. I mean, he was exalted. That's all that he matters. He was, dude. Well, and the thing that, <laughs> the thing that was funny is like, uh, the girl who was running the service, because they had, I guess their church had men's retreat this weekend. And so, um, uh, the pastor's daughter was in charge of the service. And she was like, we're going to do prophetic ministry now. And the way this is going to work is if somebody gives you a word, you give somebody else a word. And I was like, I was like, all right, cool, sweet. And and I was like, probably nobody's going to have a word for me. So this will be fine because I'm not real comfortable in the prof- like flowing in the prophetic. Yeah. And then uh, she was like, well, I guess I'll get us started off, Jeff. And I was like, you freaking kidding me right now? <laughs> <laughs> What did she tell you, dude? That I need to read my Bible, brother. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, In its simplest form, that's literally what she told me, was like, she was like, you're facing some sort of a big decision and uh, you'll find your answer if you just like immerse yourself in the word. And I was like, shut up, Charity. Shut up right now. (laughs) Don't you say another word to me. <laughs> but don't you say one more word. Don't you say one more thing to me about the word. I get it. It's a book. Reading. We need to read it. I get it. No, but it was, I mean, it definitely hit. It hit home, brother. Oh. Right in my heart. Oh. So. So and then I read? gave a word to somebody else. Oh. Did you read it, though? I mean. <laughs> Yeah, dude. D A. <laughs> I just uh, D D A. Am I D-A. saying? <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. Uh, I mean, I just told you a story about reading about people and laughing about what they said in the scriptures. And and Joseph's fat. <laughs> Joseph's. The story about Joseph's fat, dude. Yeah, Joseph's fat, and he. Uh, hey, Joseph, lose some weight, you idiot. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh, dude, that's gonna be his name, Joseph Fat. Joseph Fat, bro. Joseph Fat. Anyways, I mean, yeah, you did read that story, so I uh, guess then, you did do your reading. Yeah, and then like I was reading, I just was like, I should read more of the Old Testament, just cause there's so many stories in there that I don't know, and like I know I've read them or heard them, but I'm not really, really familiar with them, and yeah. like. I genuinely started getting sad like reading <laughs> it because like I mean Jehoshaphat and and Jehu those two stories are in in both 2nd Kings and 2nd Chronicles. Yeah. Um but farther on down the line is the story of King Josiah. Hey, let's and the, go. The story of Josiah is one of the greatest stories. Like I love that story so much. Yeah. But um it was also like heartbreaking to read it uh, just cause I saw it differently because I was reading, you know, four and five Kings before him. And then he, he becomes a King at eight and then eight years into his reign, he decides that he wants to serve the Lord and rebuild the temple and redecorate it and like do all this stuff. And then the high priest finds the law of Moses and brings it to him Yeah, and, and reads it to him. And it says that he tears his clothes and he like weeps before the Lord because of this, this thing that he heard and he's like, we've got, we've got to start doing this. Like we as a nation are going to return to this. And a prophet comes out and says, basically he says, you're too late. Like God says, I'm still going to 
levy curses upon the nation because they've turned so far away from me and walked apart from me for so long. It's like, but in my mercy, I'm going to make it to where you're not alive to see it. Is basically what he says. He's like, Josiah, you won't see the kingdom fall. Um, and Josiah winds up dying in battle, but it's like, he does everything that Jehoshaphat should have done because at the end of his story, it says that like Jehoshaphat walked with the Lord and, and walked in the way of the King, like uh, in the way of his father who pleased the Lord and his life was pleasing to the Lord. But the, the high places where like idol worship was done and the like prophets of Baal and that kind of stuff were not taken out of the the country because the people had not yet turned their hearts toward the Lord. Yeah. And so it's like Joseph at was okay with God, but the people hadn't followed his suit. And then Jehu comes and he kills Jezebel and he like overthrows a, like he murders Ahab's entire family and like (laughs) destroys everything. (laughs) But then it says at the very end of his reign, the same thing. People are still offering sacrifices to Baal. People are still like worshiping false idols. And then he dies and his son takes over and is wicked in the sight of the Lord and does all these things against what he was supposed to do. But then Josiah rises up and it's like, cool, you figured it out, but you're too late, buddy. Like your, your country is so far gone that I have to, I have to judge them. I have to bring my wrath upon them because they've, they've walked away from me for so long. And it's like, that sucks, dude. But even in all that, like the Lord never left them. Yeah. Like he, he never, like at one point later on, he, he takes his spirit away. Like after the temple is destroyed, but he's still like active in their story and, and that kind of thing. But it's like, dad gummit, bro. Why couldn't any of you people figured anything out? Like, or it's like, you figured it out for yourself, but, but the people didn't follow you. I'm like, that kind of feels like some of the stuff that, that, that happens in the, like the books of the first and second Kings and first and second Chronicles and, and all that. Kind of what's going on right now. Kind of reminds me, yeah, of, of our nation and the things that we've allowed to happen. The things that we've, you know, we're just like, oh, okay, I guess just, that's just how things are. And, and I don't think that the Lord is like storing up wrath for us. Cause I don't think that's how he operates anymore, but I think he can remove his hand of blessing and his, like his hand of grace off of our country. And we're going to find out soon whether he has done that or not. Yeah. But, I mean, honestly, like I think the Rona is just the beginning of what, like the shaking that, yeah, that is going on. I think there's going to be a greater shaking. Yeah. And, and I mean, you're going to find out the weak from, you know, from the strong. Yeah. You know, you're really going to find out who, who's in it for him and who's in it for themselves. Right. And, and it's going to be easy. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure most of them have already left because of the Rona. Yeah. And that's all well and good, but I think whatever's coming next is going to be like, and I know we started off. If, if you guys have kept up with us from the beginning, uh, uh, you've always heard us say there's a light at the end of this tunnel or like there's good things coming and those things are still coming. Yeah. But the shaking has to happen first. Yeah. Like it just has to, like, I think like there's no way around it. Yeah, he says, I, I will shake everything that can be shaken so that I can leave a kingdom that can't be shaken. Yeah. And there's a lot of stuff that's being shaken loose right now. Yeah. And I think, like I said, coronavirus was just the beginning of it. And yeah. I think, like, all these other stuff is just the beginning of it. And I think there's something bigger coming to shake us even more. 
to see where we actually are. Yeah. Just, yeah. To see where we actually are, to see, you know, to, to get this, you know, to pick out the weak from the strong and, and those who really love God and believe God are really going to have to, like, I think that that prophecy is true. Like I know it was for you, but I think like, you know, we are going to have to hold on tight and really dig into the word and really understand that, you know what I mean? Like everything that's happening is, 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 uh, to build character, tough love, wake up, idiot. (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, I really do think that. And, and so like, like if it's felt for you, like if you've have felt like there's just no ending to what you're going through and it's just like, yeah, you guys have talked about, you know, light at the end of the tunnel. You guys have talked about a great move of God and this and that, Yeah. but it hasn't looked that way. And you're right. It hasn't. I'm not saying you're, you're wrong. And I'm not saying that you don't know what you're talking about because I mean, I'm, I can't speak for Jeff, but I know I haven't seen it either. I've been struggling with it myself, but you know, it just comes down to, to, it just comes down to like trying to have that Joseph mindset, you know, being in jail for, you know, 13 years, yeah, for 13 years. And it's just like preaching God's faithfulness for 13 years when you haven't seen an ounce of it for 13. Yeah. And so you really, you really have to dig into it and just keep doing what, what, Keep doing what God told you to do last until yeah. he speaks again. Yeah. And so. And, and I think that like, dude, we are in the, the the craziest year of our nation's history, it feels like, because of not only coronavirus and then, you know, all the the racial unrest and the protesting and the, um, and the rioting and looting and setting things on fire and murders in the street and, and all this stuff. And then it's like, we're 60 days from the election and Ruth Cater, Ruth Bader Ginsburg dies on Friday night. And it's like, now it's basically Armageddon in the Senate and, <laughs> and everybody's threatening all these different things. And it's like the fabric of our nation is being pulled at like the, the thread that holds it together is like somebody's pulling on it and just un- unweaving it and, yeah. and unraveling it. And like you said, it's the strong that are going to get like walk out of this on the other side and just still have their heads on straight. Yeah. Um, because this is the most contentious election in my lifetime for sure. Um, it's the most politicized that everything has ever been yeah. in my lifetime for sure. And, it's just hate and vitriol on both sides going back and forth at each other. And like, nobody is, um, and I, I can't say nobody, but like very few people with a real voice are making peace anywhere. Yeah. And, um, unless you have a foundation that's been built on, you know, on solid rock. Yeah. Unless you are, built upon Jesus and you're built upon his grace and his mercy and his truth and his love. Um, then you're going to have a real tough time for the next few months. Yeah. Cause we are in for chaos. Yeah. Like we've been in chaos, but it's about to be <clears throat> like times a thousand chaos. What I, what I don't think, uh, like I think you, you hear it, but I don't think you understand it. There's no way that you can go into a battle and not leave without any scars. Yeah. There's no way you can go into war and not leave without any scars. You like you're going to be affected. Yeah. Uh things are going to come at you from all sides. You're going to get blown, you know, 
you're going to take blows from every side. And and you are. I mean, yeah. I know Jeff's going through it. I'm going through it. You know, stuff that you didn't even ask for. Stuff that you didn't even know was yeah. going to happen. Yeah. Like stuff that uh, is just like we played around it like the other day. Or um, not the other day, but like a few podcasts ago where we were talking about God. I was asking for blessings, not yeah. this though, bro. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like, like it's stuff that you didn't even think could hit like. Okay, like I didn't even the way it was going, I didn't see that this was gonna happen this way. Right. And it is. But you have to you have to stay strong. Yeah. You have to stand firm. Um, I know that it seems dumb or 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 that seems like okay, well what else? Like give me more. That's all I can give you. Mm-hmm. That's all I can give you because that's all I've been doing. Yeah. Like that's like I don't have a formula, or else I would say this is what you need to do. I don't. I mean, like what I've been doing is 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 staying close. And I know, I think I've said it here, but but uh, the special speaker we had Sunday said it, and I was like, hey, I say that, but it was just like whenever uh, whenever you uh, uh, when you can't see his hand, you can trace his heart. Yeah. You know what I mean? You have to, you have to be so close to God that when you can't uh, see His hand, you can trace His heart. And I think like like right now you got to hold on tight to that. Yeah, because it's just like we talked about those valleys, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, and and what you're touching on is kind of like in Ephesians chapter six is like the famous whole armor of God passage, and like I'm just gonna read a bit of uh, scripture right quick. Yeah, go ahead. So it's like, this is Paul's final proclamation to the Ephesians church. He's like, finally be strong in the Lord and, and uh, the strength of his, uh, his might put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the evil uh, of the devil. And so it's like, we're going to have to like, we'll be in battle, but our job is to stand because God's going to fight for us. But well, yeah. we just have to stand in the armor of God he says, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and have, have, having done all to stand firm. Stand therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace in all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying at to- all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. And in that passage, he says, stand like five times. Yeah. Like you're going to have to put on the whole armor of God so you can stand against the walls of the enemy. Um, and after that, like ha- after having done all to stand, keep standing. Yeah. And then he says, stand therefore with the belt of, of truth and the breastplate of righteousness and the sword of the spirit and, and the shield of faith and all these different things. And he's like, yes, you're going to be shod in all this armor and you're going to be walking around with protection, but the job is to stand to stand firm and allow him to fight the battle for you. Yeah. And we've got to also forget that like, well, not forget. We've got to pay attention to the fact we seem to forget that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. 
No. We wrestle against powers and principalities of darkness over this present age. We don't, like, say what you want about the Republicans or the Democrats or the Libertarians or the whoever's. Like, people are people no matter what, but we're not fighting against people. No. Like, there are spiritual forces working against the, the, the kingdom of heaven in this present darkness. Yep. And they're pulling strings and they're calling for things to happen and people are allowing some of it to happen uh, because they're not paying attention. They're not being vigilant. They're not standing firm in what the spirit is saying to do. And so, um, like, yeah, we're in for a battle. We're in for probably quite a lengthy one. It it, like, it just looks like clouds ahead and thick darkness. Yeah. But there's a light at the end of this tunnel and the light is Jesus. Yeah. The light shines in the darkness, man. Yeah. And... And that's the, uh, that's the hope that we have is Jesus is bigger than anything else. Like the, the one who lives inside of us is, is greater than the one who works in this world. And so, um, yeah, you got to stand. And Take I hear stand that. Stand firm. I hear that. And I think of, of what I see in my mind is, uh, is, you know, how, um, in the Bible, um, as long as Aaron uh, held his hands up, they were going to win the battle. Yeah. Um, Moses. Uh, Moses. And it was just like, like, I really do think in this moment, like, try to find those that really encourage you and help you out. Yes. Um, Try to really find those that are going to build you up and hold your arms up, even if you're tired and help you stand, even if you're tired and weary and you can't do it anymore. Yeah. You know, the, uh, what's that verse? I got to find it now. Keep talking. Um, Talk about Jesus. Jesus is good, and he is holy and righteous, and he is deliverer and redeemer and savior and messiah. Um, and Israel is looking up the scriptures. Um, but, and I kind of referenced this earlier, of the story of Josaphat sending the worshipers in front of the army, and the prophet comes out and says, like, hey, Send everybody out because the like this battle is not yours; it's the Lord's. The Lord is going to fight this battle for you, and so he sends the worshippers out and all these arm like there's three armies that are converging against the people of of Judah, and the armies all turn on each other and kill each other because the spirit of the Lord goes and confuses them, and um, so whatever battle you're fighting, it's not your battle. The yeah. Lord is going to fight the battle for yeah. you. Do you find it? Yeah. Okay. No, the thing, uh, uh, it's uh, Galatians 6, 9, where it's all like, and let us not grow weary while doing good, for mm-hmm. in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Yeah. Um. Sometimes I feel like uh, the sin is in not growing weary. It's not that you get tired. It's so that you, you give up. Weary. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. If you get weary, that's fine. Mm-hmm. It's when you get tired. It's when you stop doing it. Yeah, that's when things start happening that don't need to be happening. Yeah. So let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Right? You. It's not. It's not in the. The mistake is not in in getting tired, but the mistake is in stopping. Yeah. You can't give up. That's the mistake. And this is the NLT version because I read uh, that was New King James. It says, mm-hmm. let us not get tired of of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we do not give up. Come on. 
And so, like, that's just it. Like, hang on. Like, I know it's tough, but but just remember, it's okay to get tired. Yes. It's okay to get tired. Yeah. That's not where we make our mistake. Where we make our mistake is getting tired and giving up. Quitting. That's where we make our mistake is giving up. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, there's always going to be an opportunity. There's always going to be an opportunity to give up. Yeah. There's always going to be an opportunity for you to quit. There's always going to be a, a reason that you can find that you don't need to continue on the path or you don't need to keep pushing forward. You don't need to keep doing it or whatever. And and like you said, I think God is saying, like, find that reason. Yeah. Find that reason why you shouldn't. Find yeah. that reason to keep going. Find that reason to press forward and press through and and, and, and keep pushing on and pressing on and doing yeah. more and, and, and breaking through on the other side because – on the other side of this, there is blessing stored yeah. up for us. And whether that's on this earth or, or, or the next uh, in the next life in heaven, we will have blessings stored up for us somewhere. Yeah. And, and, uh, I think that, I think that sometimes the, the growing weary and doing good comes from seeing people do evil and get good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we're like, well, dude, I've been doing so much good stuff yep. and like I've been doing trying my hardest and, and yeah. this freaking dude over here hates you Lord. And he gets blessings. Yeah. And it's like, I don't understand. He's like, well, I make it rain on the just and the unjust. Like, you don't get to make that decision. That's my call. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, but God, why you got to be sovereign? Why can't you just be favor, <laughs> like favor me or whatever? Favor your people, bro. Yeah, come on, God. <laughs> and that's funny because, like, honestly, like, if we really look at that kind of talk uh, and that kind of mentality, the people of God, really what they really ask for and desire is not the material. Yeah. Um, they're always asking for something deeper. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the people that don't know God are asking for the material. Yeah. And so that's why they find their pleasures in it. Yeah. But like, that makes sense. Um, for us, our joy is if, um, so for you and me, our joy would be if God reveals something to us we've never seen, either reading scripture or just praying or like mm -hmm. a song hits or something, and he yeah. reminds us of what of what we were asking for. Right. And he's like, this is it. Yeah. And we're like, oh my gosh, what the heck? I just got it. This whole time, dude? This whole time. <laughs> That's our joy. Yeah. And like other people's joy is 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 just like, oh, like, like if I could just get this twenty this uh this twenty twenty Chevy Silverado. Mm-hmm. And they find joy in that. And that's all well and good. I'm not saying we're not complaining if any of you guys want to give us a 2020 yeah, Silverado. we'll take one for sure. Yeah, we'll take one for sure. But what I'm saying is, is, is for me, if, if I see somebody who's been praying for that 2020 Silverado or like hoping for it or whatever they do, and they get it, that's all well and good. But for me, what I want is I want that deeper relationship. Yeah. You know what I mean? A greater level of revelation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Greater level of revelation. I want like greater joy. I want, you, you, you know what I'm saying? And not saying that, that, that like, I mean, cause his joy is great regardless. Yeah, it should be. But I just, I just want like, like, I just want to walk in that all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so like, that's, that's where I'm at. And so, like, I truly believe that that's where, uh, like, I don't know. That's that's where I kind of see it for us. Yeah, that makes sense. So, it's funny that that uh, charity brought that gave me that word on Saturday night because I know the scripture. Like, I know tons of scripture. Yeah, I know 
tons of stuff in, in the gospel of John and, uh, in, you know, the epistles and Romans and Hebrews and all these different places. I know what the word says in a lot of different places, but, um, just being a hundred percent honest with you, a lot of times when I'm in the word is so I can find a message. Yeah. Like it's so that I can find something to preach to somebody. Yeah. And one of my favorite verses, um, is one of the most misquoted verses in the history of the world. <laughs> and I think you know where I'm going. Yeah, I do. Is John, I think it's John chapter eight. I said it's one of my favorite verses in the world. I don't even know the exact place where it's at. Yeah. It's in John chapter eight and, and everybody, and I've, I've mentioned this on the the podcast before yeah. that people misquote this verse and they're like, well, the truth will set you free. Yeah. And I'm like, that's, that's the last four. What was it? One, two, three, four. The Keep last breathing. seven. It's like the last seven verses, seven words of like a 45 word verse or breathing, phrase. Bro. But it's like, he says, so Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in him, he's preaching to a bunch of people. He says, if you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. And we take Talk it. To him. We take that that freaking verse and boil it down to the truth will set you free. Talk to him. No, that's not true. The truth, the truth can condemn you. The truth can lock you in prison. The truth, if you don't know it and don't understand it and can't handle it and don't know how to wield it correctly, the truth can lock you up forever. It says that if you will abide in my word, you will be my true disciples. And you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Yeah. You've got to abide in his word. And when you abide in his word, you become a disciple. And when you become a disciple, because you've been abiding in his word, you will know the truth and, the truth. and then the truth will set you free. And it's not, it's not, oh, I know that. It's like, I know two plus two equals four. Yeah. I know Abraham Lincoln was a guy. I know his story and how he died. I know that he worked to free the slaves and he wrote the Emancipation Proclamation and he gave the Gettysburg Address and he was one of the greatest presidents of our entire nation. And I know all tons and tons of stats about Michael Jordan and his playing career. And I know tons and tons about whatever historical figure, but that doesn't mean that I know that person. Yeah. Like, I know who Bill Johnson is, but I w- Bill Johnson wouldn't have a clue who I was if I ran up to him and talked to him. Yeah. Like he would have no clue who I am. Nope. Um, and, and it's not talking about a knowledge, like a head knowledge of the scripture. Yeah. Like that word. No. Anytime that you hear the word no in the Bible, like talking about knowing something or knowing someone or knowing a thing, it's speaking of a very, very intimate knowledge. Yeah. It's like the marriage bed Yeah. knowledge of a, a thing. And so, you cannot be set free by the truth if you don't know the truth in an intimate way. And you cannot know the truth in an intimate way if you don't abide in his word. And all abiding means is just like, is just to obey or to observe. Yeah. I looked it up. Yeah. (laughs) To help out our deal. It's just like one of the the things I didn't mean to cut you off. Are you good? But I was like, uh, one of the definitions is accept or act in accordance with a rule, decision, or recommendation. Yeah. But it's like, it's also, I think even deeper than that, it's like to make your home inside of his word. Oh yeah. Like not physically build a house, whatever, but like make your spiritual home inside of his word and, and rest there. Yeah. 
and live there. Yes, sir. Like make your your entire life about it. Yeah. Like that's dude, that's one of the things that when I got to Africa and I met Abdel, that dude is one of the most intense people I've ever met in my entire life. And he intimidated me, bro. Because we sat down at dinner the first night that I was there, and he was like, you know, it's different for people in countries like that. Oh, yeah. It's different for people that live in a, a nation that is like 99% Muslim, and the national religion is Islam, and they have the, the call to prayer every single day, five times a day, and they have to pray yeah. to the East, and they have to do all this stuff. For him to accept Jesus as his Lord and Savior meant that he was cutting ties with his entire family. Like, he had to he had to literally forsake it all for the cause of Christ. Yeah. And so for him, it was way more serious than it was for me, dude. Yeah. Like, I got there and I met a real disciple. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my gosh, what am I doing in my life? Because he sits there and, and, and one of the first things he tells me is like, I love the gospel. I love the gospel. I will give my life for the gospel. I would die for the words of Jesus. I would I would go to my death for this. And I'm like, bro, in America, we think that we're being persecuted because they want to take in God we trust off of our currency. (laughs) (laughs) We think we're being persecuted because they tell us we can't pray at a football game. Yeah. And and it's like it's such a different uh, culture and it's a different atmosphere and it's a different animal over there. Yeah. But like that dude abides in the word of Jesus. Yeah. He is intimately aware of what the what the word says. He's so in tune with with who Christ is and what he has done. And that's why he walks in freedom and that's why he walks in power. That's why he walks in authority. That's why he's in charge of David's operation over there. Like I don't know how many um I don't have a clue how many uh evangelists he has now, but it's a ton. And they saw, I think he said they saw 10,000 Muslims come to Jesus in the month of, uh, month of August yeah, or July. He was like, I don't know what it is for August yet, but I'm like, dude, and we, we're over here just like, well, I guess we got to have zoom church now. And I guess we got to have Facebook church now. And I don't know what we're supposed to do. And God's like, just, just know me. Yeah. Just like abide in my word and get to know me. And then, and then once, once you really know me, then you'll be able to share me in a real way with other people. Yeah. And, and I think that a lot of us have missed the, missed the point. Like we missed the mark. We missed the target. Look, and I think is, um, today I was talking to somebody, uh, um, I was talking to somebody about that, about the whole Jesus thing. Right. Yeah. And, and cause they were like, uh, because the argument about church came up, right? Yeah. And and it was just like, because uh, um, the argument about church came up. And it was more or less about just like, well, like, if I don't want to go to church, I don't want to go to church. I can answer that myself. You know, like, I don't need this and this and that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I can talk to God myself. I don't need to. And I was like, yeah, that's all well and good. But one, again, like, do you? And then, well, yeah. okay. So then, no, that's fine. <laughs> um but there's also more than meets the eye with him. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there's more than meets the eye with God. And, and, and there's so much. He's like a transformer. He's like a transformer. But like, but like what I, what I told this person, I was all like, there's an inheritance with your name on it. Mm. 
it's not that it's not that you know you need to go to church and whatnot um if you don't want to go to church you don't have to like church is good for like the fellowship and whatnot you know for the gathering of believers the bible describes it in acts you know like it's good to help build you up you know and and like one of one of the things that i um that kind of bugged me are uh, when people go like uh oh well there's a bunch of hypocrites at church i was like yeah well there's a bunch of uh, hypocrites and messy people at the clubs but yet you still go or there's a lot of dumb hypocrites at the movie theater but yet you're you're sitting there chilling same thing at the football games same thing as that and so i mean that 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 excuse is so tiring it's just like pick something else bro and and but but uh, what i really wanted to get this person to understand is that like yeah you don't have to do all that and you can live the the ordinary mundane life but there's an inheritance with your name on it that that you're missing out on yeah there's there's a, there's an inheritance with your name on it that you're missing out on that has so much more than what you have for yourself and and so like i mean i really don't know where i was going with yeah, that yeah you're good um i lost my train of thought well, way well, through you're fine what you're referencing is hebrews 10:25 says let us not neglect meeting together as some have done but let us come together and encourage each other yeah. And it's like, I think that a lot of people have stopped coming to church because of the fact that the church does not encourage people when they come into the building. Yeah. And so I understand that and understand like, well, I went to a church and they were mean and they were rude and they were, they were awful to me. And it's like, bro, you live in the Bible belt. You know how many freaking churches are in every town in this place? Dude, there are three churches in Adrian, Texas. There's a hundred people in Adrian, Texas, and there's three churches. Yep. It's like, there is a church. That you can find if you want one. Yeah. That you can go and find a group of people that will like be your number one cheerleaders that will hype you up every single time you walk in those doors. Yeah. That will pour into you, that will encourage you, that will talk you through the issues, talk you through the problems, and they will, you know, give you insight on on the way you should walk and and the things that you should do and they can you can you can be real with those people and that kind of thing and it's like it may not be a big church it may be a, a small little country church with 15 people in it but those 15 people love the lord and they love anybody that walks through that door it's like uh like i preached at the presbyterian church on sunday and like i love those people because they're so awesome to me they're so encouraging. They're gracious. They're, they're, they just exhort me every time I go there. They're like, we're so glad you're here. We're so happy that you're here. Thank you for coming. This is awesome. My greatest sermon I've ever heard in my entire life. And I'm like, I know that you're probably bullcrapping me. I know that you're probably just trying to hype me up and make me feel great about myself and you're doing a good job. So don't stop <laughs> because it like, it, it helps me to hear people tell me like, I'm really excited that you're here. Like I'm going to Borger next Wednesday. I'm, to, I'm going to preach it at, um, at faith covenant yeah. for Corey. And like every time that I'm there, the, the students sometimes, but the parents that I've made relationships with are like always so excited that I'm there. And it's like, they hype me up more than, than anywhere else. And yeah. I'm like, you can always find a place that you can gather with people that are going to be in like mind and one accord. And they're going to, um, encourage and lift up and exhort and and be your number one cheerleader yeah and if you don't find that it's because you don't want to find that 
It's because you went to one church and they judged you because you wore baggy pants or something. And so then you're like, well, they're all the same. It's like, they can't all be the same, dude. There's 9,000 of them. And the reason there are 9,000 of them is because nobody could agree on anything. Yeah. That's all it's about. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's like, go find someone. Yeah. But like you said, like, well, I don't need to go to a church to, to enter in with God and to pray and to speak and, and, and seek his face. And it's like, no, you don't. But are you? Yeah. Because I can guarantee you, if you are actively pursuing and actively seeking God, he's going to direct you to go to a church and mm -hmm. engage with a body of believers. Yep. Because we need each other. Yeah. The body needs each other. That's where we're going with it. The body. Yeah. That's right. Like... A body's not functioning if it doesn't have every every part of its of itself. Yeah. And so it's a cop out. Yeah. Hip, hypocrites in the church is the biggest cop out thing. All it's like, bro, you're a hypocrite. Shut up. All the excuses, <laughs> yeah, like look, all the excuses are done with. Cuz honestly, look, at the end of this lifetime, at the end of this lifetime, if if I explain this to my cousin yeah. a few weeks ago when we were talking about this Jesus oh, yeah, stuff dude. at like 6 in the morning. I was <laughs> I was talking to him and I was telling him I was all like because he was asking me I was like what if it's nothing and I was like yeah what if it's nothing he's like yeah I know but what if it's nothing <laughs> you're like yeah no that's the point <laughs> no yeah that that let and so I told him I was all like look if it's nothing at the end of the day I sit in a box and I rot for the rest of my life for all eternity and I'm okay with that but if it is something then I'll be seated in heavenly realms with him because I did my job come on because I accepted him and, 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 and because he abides and lives in me, I'll be seated in heavenly realms and I can go in this life for the rest of my life believing that. And if I die and if, and if it's just literally sitting in a box for all eternity, I'll be fine with that. Yeah. It's a win-win for me. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm not going to hell. Yeah. And I'll sit in a box. Yeah. So if he's not real and all this was hocus pocus and somebody did write, you know, or, or like, you know, like it was made like all of this was created just uh, for people who have psychological issues, this whole Christianity thing. Yeah. That's fine because I win because in my mind right now I'm going to heaven. Yeah. So if I die, I'm spending eternity with Jesus. And if I'm wrong and if I die, I'm spending eternity in the box and I ain't got to worry about nothing. <laughs> I'm fine go. with it. There you go. I'm good. Yeah. I'm great. Either way, I'm golden. Gucci. Yeah. Either way, I'm great. Yeah. But what if the chances that I'm right and you're wrong? Boy. What if the chances that I'm right and you're wrong and I'm seated in heavenly realms with you and there's a chair next to me where you were supposed to be sitting but because you didn't accept that forgiveness and didn't accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior— you're separated forever. Separated forever. Knowing while you're down there, knowing that you had the opportunity to accept his forgiveness and accept his salvation, and you went to hell forgiven. Yes. You went to hell still a sinner, still in your sin, because you refused to accept the forgiveness that he already paid for. All you have to do is reach out and accept it. You refuse to, and so now you're cut off forever because of your pride and your need to understand and your need to know and your need to all these different things. And it's like, bro, that's the most heartbreaking thing in the world to me is that every single day people die separated from God forever and they didn't have to be yeah. because all they had to do is accept him. Yeah. And, and look, I would rather you sit next to me in heaven 
if you decided like, I would rather you live a mundane life and just live the Sunday and Wednesday and sit with me in heaven, then not even give them a chance and accept your forgiveness. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I, uh, last Wednesday they did a baptism service at the Baptist church in Herford. And, uh, I was like, (laughs) I don't know when the shift happened. I don't know. I think it may, may have been after my brother died that things just became a little more real. Yeah. Um, because I'll be honest, I don't know. I don't know how he stood with the Lord. I really don't. Yeah. Um, and so that, that was really, really, really heavy on me when he first, like after he first passed away. Um, but now anytime that there's a baptism service, bro, I cannot keep it together. Like I see those people getting dunked in that water and I'm just like the tear, like the, the water works are on bro. Yeah. And, uh, so Friday, uh, so Wednesday night they were baptizing five people. Um, there were three sisters. Congratulations to all those people. Yeah, that got congratulations baptized. to all those people. There were three sisters in one family and then there was a married couple from another family. Let's go. So it was like three siblings all decided to follow the Lord together at the exact same time. And I think that's awesome. Yeah. And they're all, I think the youngest one is probably fifth grade. She may be a little younger than that even, but the others are, are junior high and high school. But then the married couple, Jacob is, is telling us about this before service. He's like, so we're baptizing these people, like these three people and then a married couple. And I was like, a married couple's getting baptized together on the same night. He was like, yeah. And I'm like, bro, I'm already about to cry. Like I'm already about to weep because of this, because that's uh, like, it's just so beautiful to me that this this married couple finally understood and finally realized like we're going to walk in obedience yeah. Um, and I don't know how long they've actually accepted Christ or, or known him as their savior or whatever, but they're, they're walking in obedience to follow him into the waters of baptism on the same night. Yeah. And that was, I mean, it was incredible to me. And so, uh, I was like, we, we've got five new people in the kingdom and that's awesome. But I was like, after the service, I was like, it's a good thing that that thing was bu- like behind me <laughs> and I wasn't watching it take place because yeah. I wouldn't have been able to sing those songs at the end of the service if... <laughs> If I would have been watching it, it take place because we were singing "Death Was Arrested" during the hey. <laughs> during the baptism. And when Jesus <laughs> arose with all freedom in him, and uh, I would have been just like a bubbling mess the entire time if if I would have been watching it happen. But I don't know. It's just like the beautiful thing of the symbol, the symbol, the symbolism, the symbolism of baptism. You know the old creation goes into those waters as Christ went into the grave and then the new creation comes out and the the old stays in that grave, stays in those waters. And then a new creation comes out, um, to walk with the Lord. And, and it used to not mean so much to me, but, but now every time I see it, I'm just like, I can't contain it. Like, it's just, uh, it's so awesome to me that people, um, or being obedient and following Christ into that, and wanting to, yeah, and wanting to—that's yeah. the thing. Like, there's a, there's a, there's a want there between God and you. Yeah, well, well, and like, and it's, it's also, I feel like it's been a shift in the church too, because it used to be like it was a big deal when I got baptized when I was eight, um, and it was a big deal when I got baptized again when I was seventeen, but, um, 
I don't remember necessarily like the entire congregation just like cheering and shouting and like being so excited for me to be baptized and come out of the water. Yeah. Like I feel like the church has maybe become more aware of what it what it means and what it represents and stuff now in recent years or something or maybe I'm completely off base. Y'all can let me know. But it's just like anytime that I see somebody get baptized or anytime I hear them say like somebody accepted Jesus, I'm like, dude, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. And it used to be because, wow, there's somebody else on our team. But now it's like, dude, their life is going to be different now. And it's going to be completely transformed. And this is going to be the best thing they've ever done in their entire, like in the history of their entire world. So. Yeah. If you need to know the Lord. Hey. Holler at one of us. Now's the time to do it. Reach out, please. Send us an email. Smittyandizzy at gmail.com. Smittyandizzy at gmail.com. <laughs> Reach out to us on Instagram or Snapchat or, or Facebook or Text us if you have our phone numbers or call us or whatever you need to do. Um, but make yourself right with the Lord because I mean, his hand is out to you. Look, for- at the end of his lifetime, like I said, I mean, like, look, the, it's going to be a win-win for you regardless. Yeah. If it's going to be him. a win-win. Yeah. <laughs> if you accept him, it's going to be a win-win. And, and, and like, like I'd rather you not tempt fate and, 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 and me be right and you be wrong. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and it's not about striving for, for um it's not about striving for perfection. Right. It's about building a relationship. Mhm. That's all it's ever been about. It's about building a relationship between you and 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 God. And finding out who he's called you to be. Yeah. Finding out your identity. And in that I mean in that seeking you'll find it. Yeah. And so like that, like that's, that's the thing. He doesn't make it hard. It's just, if you keep seeking, you'll find who you are. Yeah. And, and like, you know, cause most of us, Oh God, um, show us your will. And it's just like, yeah, the will is cast out devils, pray for the sick people. Yeah. And you know, <laughs> like, yeah, like it's just like, that's, that's, that's my will. Yeah. Like if you read the word, he, he gives you his will. It's like, this is my will for your life. Yeah. Pray for the sick, cast out devils. Boom. There you go. And so, and, and, and it's just like, while you're doing that, like, yeah, I mean, like, I mean, it's pretty basic. Mm-hmm. So, I mean. Yeah, just walk with me. Yeah. And just walk, you with, walk me. with me. I'll walk with you through the things you're supposed to do. Yeah. It's like Ephesians 4 talks about us being his workmanship. Yeah. Uh, set aside to do good works that were put in front of us. Like these good works that we're going to walk into if we just follow Jesus, they're, they're going to happen. Yeah. Like it's not going to be something we have to try and do. It's just going to be something that comes out of us organically. And organically. Organically. I mean, <laughs> it's, I mean, I know I mean, at this point I feel like we're just rambling, but yeah, we're just going around the same mountain a few times. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. That's fine. Just love the Lord already, guys. Just love the Lord already, <laughs> dude, and we'll shut up, all right? How about that? Let's talk about something different if you love the Lord with all your heart already. Yeah, if you just love the Lord with all your heart, we'll talk more about the Cowboys. Hey, hashtag Team 40 Burger. <laughs> uh, but it is for sure bed 55 already. I mean, it looks like it's about bed 55 to be exact. Uh, So, yeah. Um. As always, we love you guys. 
Thank you for being you. Thank you for being awesome people. Look, I want you to know this right now. He wants you to know something. There may be people who are better than you. There may be people who are worse than you. But can't nobody be you like you can be you. That's right. There's no one on earth who is youer than you. None. So, uh, yeah. Um, Like I said, bro, just an aside right quick. I'm getting real tired of every single application that I open on my phone trying to find out if I'm registered to vote or not. Oh, yeah. No, I saw that on Twitter today. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm registered. SoundCloud in just asked me if I'm registered to vote or not. I'm, like, I'm registered in, 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 uh, in Hereford still. Are you really? Yeah. So I'm registered here for sure. Day, I'm going to have to ask Pastor if I can book it. Yep. To go register in Hereford. There you go. I mean, I'm sure he'll say yes, but in the possibility uh, that I'm not, we all know. Amen. Um, but anyway, uh, that was just an aside to be mad at social medias and stuff. Uh, you don't need to care if I'm registered to vote or not, because I am. And I know where my polling place is, and I know where I'm going to vote. Or I know who I'm going to vote for already. So you don't need to propagandize me into voting for your your candidate. So anyway, uh, you guys are awesome. You're beautiful. You look wonderful today. You smell good. You smell great. Uh, and... Just go out there and uh, make a difference. Um, it doesn't have to be a big one. No, just be nice to somebody. Smile there was one. Oh, okay. I was going to say smile at somebody. No one's going to be able to see because you got a mask on. So, hey, uh, hey smile at your, me real quick. Bro. Raise your eyebrows at somebody as Look, you walk past them. There was uh, there was one <laughs> thing that was just like, you know, most most people when you hear, you know, be a, uh, be a world changer. Yeah. Um, they're thinking uh, most, most people's mind. Oh, it's from your laptop. My bad. There was a light coming, and I was like, "Where is that?" <laughs> but it's it, it's from yeah. the Apple on yeah, his laptop. And so, but uh, like most people hear that, and it's just like, "Go be a world changer," and it kind of puts you in like, "Oh crap," because you see the big world. No, yeah. start with your own world. Yeah, just start with the one that's right next to you, bro. <laughs> start with the people around you, bro. Yeah, that's why the Great Commission starts with Judea. That's your city, bro. Be there, or just, Jerusalem. Just I mean. start there. <laughs> just start with like your mom, you know, who's. <laughs> Never mind. Don't worry about it. I'm joking. Yeah, you're good. Uh, Don't die. Don't die, bro. It's my time. God, please do us a favor. <laughs> do us a favor, oh God. Look, God, I'll give you twenty heaven dollars right now if you do it. <laughs> I know I you own everything. One dollar heaven bill. For <laughs> I you, got yeah. a crisp one dollar heaven bill right now. If you take me right now, you won't bet. Uh. He's like, really? You want to wager all your heaven dollars on this right now? <laughs> I mean, yes. <laughs> um, yeah, just start with whoever's around you. Just start with your sphere of influence. You don't got to try and go and preach to all the people lost, like the lost, unreached people groups of the world or whatever. Just start with your with your house. Look, I wouldn't recommend going your to Africa. Friend. How about that? I had a good time in Africa. <laughs> Shut up, dude. bro! It was five years ago today that I found out that you were uh, sick with malaria, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I saw that on my Facebook memories. I was like, and then I remembered the can of worms that it kind of opened because I was like, "Hey, pray for Israel because he has malaria and there's a government lockdown in the in the country that he's in." And everybody's like, "Oh no, he's dying!" And then I. I- <laughs> and then I like just never gave any updates after that. It was just like, hey, Israel has malaria, and so there's this thing that Israel and has. His country is on lockdown, so 
He could be dead. Pray for him, please. And then like three days later, everybody's like, is Israel okay or what's the deal? I was like, oh, yeah, he's here. He's back. No, oh, yeah, he's he's right there. Look, Israel, wave your hand. Hey, buddy. How are you? I mean, are you not sick? I mean, I look like a stick figure. Yeah, you did. I was 130-some pounds after leaving weighing like 170. I don't think that's accurate, but. It was pretty bad. I was a stick figure for sure, man. Um. That's what malaria will do for you, bro. Lord, let me have malaria. Oh God. In your infinite wisdom, oh God, let me uh, let the one mosquito that has malaria in America attack me again, oh God. Let me catch a deadly river disease. <laughs> I want to weigh one, 150 and one, 130 again, oh God. Uh, but for real, your best days are not behind you. They are in front of you. The best is yet to come. Keep pushing. Keep standing. And uh, don't give up. And as always, God made you special. And he loves you very much. Bye. Bye. Bye.